Good morning, buenos dias, good afternoon, and good evening. This is Jules, host and creator of Our Story, Our Voice. If you are a first-time listener, welcome. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much, and I appreciate you. Um, I hope you're all doing really well. I know I've been a little busy with, <laughs> with schoolwork. I have so much homework, it is crazy, but... At the end, it will be worth it. I, I have to keep saying that because I've already invested so much into this into this program. So I'm going to do it, y'all. I'm going to do it. Um, I survived a four-day practicum. A four-day practicum is pretty much just um, schoolwork and steroids. So that's where I was at. I have four days of, of class and research. It's always brutal, but let me just say that doing this non doing doing this program, this doctoral program with my with my fellow classmates, um, I I appreciate um, I appreciate all of them because we are we are all going through this experience through this journey together. And I know that what I feel, they feel the same thing too, right? Stressed out, um, you know, worried about their topic, um, worried about the assignments and so all of that. But um, I hope you are all doing well. And I wanted to talk about a few things that, um, you know, nothing really... Um, I don't, I don't have an organized topic today, so I'm, I'm just going to go with the flow because that's how I'm feeling today. I feel like freestyling this um, and I'm going to do it. So as I went to go get my coffee, it's funny because every time that I go to Starbucks, I always think of my mom, otro cafe, oh, just do instant coffee, my mom. She stayed with me for like three weeks when I had my surgery last year. And um, I would tell my boyfriend, go get me coffee, you know, from Starbucks. And um, it's not the same when you brew your own coffee at home, when you make your own coffee at home. Something about Starbucks. Anyhow, my mom would be like, huh? It's mucho dinero que estás gastando. You're like spending so much money. True, true, true. But anyhow. As I was going to Starbucks this morning, I was thinking, I was thinking a lot and just reflecting about my um, just recent four-day practicum. And you know, I still have a lot of work to do. There's still a lot of things that I have to figure out. I have to redo a lot of things, and um, I'm preparing for the next um, huge assignments that we have. I have. A total of um, three assignments that are pretty big. Well, two that are written and one that's um, that will be a um, presentation. And so, so yeah. So there's a lot going on. Um, usually, you know, it's funny because my classmates say, you know, all of this is just happening all of a sudden. No, it's not all of a sudden. We're just not organizing our time. So anyhow, 
um, yeah, so as I was driving out to go get my coffee from Starbucks, I was thinking about, you know, um, a movie that I really, truly enjoyed when I first got to. So I, so I got to Southern California in 1988, um, right in the late 80s, in the midst of a lot of things happening in California shortly after the LA riots happened. So there was this civil um, problem and issues and, and social problems um, with our communities and then also with our um, schools, you know, with our school districts, just not having adequate um, teachers who, who cared about our, um, about our students. If you were lucky um, to have a really good teacher or a mentor that was a teacher, like how I did, you know, um, I thought about the movie Stand and Deliver. I just, I love that movie so much. Um, Stand and Deliver came out in 1988. It's an American drama film. Um, it was based on the um, true story of a high school mathematics teacher called Jaime Escalante. Um, by career, he was an engineer. And he decided that he wanted to go back and give, and he wanted to go back and teach and give back to the community. So he left his high paying job to go back and deal with some crazy kids. Latino kids in Boyle Heights, East LA. And if y'all saw the movie, and if you haven't, go and see it again. It still stands to this day. It's so effective, that movie. I love it because you see um, the problems that the 80s had, the late 80s had, and how you would think, you know, every year that, Every time the time goes by, you you hope that there's progress. And, you know, although not many people have a Jaime Escalante in their lives, I had a Dave Frickle. That was my Jaime Escalante. And um, we still have these problems within our schools. And um, it really um, makes me think, like, how can we change that? You know, and again, I'm saying all this because I'm brainstorming for, for a research topic for my dissertation. I don't know what I'm going to write about it, but this is the beginning of something interesting, I think. Um, the whole purpose of my research problem is to find a problem that needs further discussion you know, that there's an actual problem. I'm not trying to solve a social problem. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to um, do research on a, on a problem. And I know those two things sound the same, because to me, they sounded the same at the beginning, but I'm starting to understand more and more each time. So anyhow, I say all of this because um, I recently have been um, conducting um, I've, I've done one workshop at a high school called Mendes High School. 
And this high school is right in the heart of um, Boyle Heights. It's right off of the 5 Freeway, I think off of 1st Street. And you make a left and you see the Mendes High School. Brand new facility. Beautiful. And I was invited for a community um, for a community meetup. And it was to, is to um, introduce all of the community services that could help and work with the community there within Mendes High School. So that's the hub of the community. An actual high school is where all of these services are at. Well, it, we're mainly there to help the kids, but also the parents. And I was just taken away. And I didn't know, you know, who the Mendes family was. And I'm like, wow, you know, this whole entire high school was named after a Latino family. Who are they? Well, guess what? I'm going to tell you who they are. So, um, Mendes High School was named after Felicitas Mendes. So they were the Felicitas Gomez Martinez de Mendes, right? Was um, a... Puerto Rican activist in the American Civil Rights Movement. In 1946, Mendez and her husband, Gonzalo, led the educational civil rights battle that changed California and set an important legal precedent, precedent for ending the jure segregation in the United States. So we always, we always highlight um, the, the civil rights movement happened because of Rosa Parks, because of Martin Luther King Jr., because of the feminist movement, because of the gay rights movement. Um, no, they were able to hold on to that movement because of Felicita Gomez Martinez de Mendez, because of the Mendez family, because they fought through to desegregate schools in in California, the most liberal place, and they won. And this is the case that um, that the civil rights movement was able was able to use to um, to um, desegregate the South. So you know we owe them a whole lot and. And it's just right that they have a high school named after them. And that makes me so proud. And another another amazing um, thing that the school does is that I, I asked them, you know, how are you, how was the high school able, able to do all of these things for the students and for the community? And they were saying, yeah, you know, that's a really good question because, you know, during the pandemic, we were really trying to help our community, which is something that that um, this school is known for is to really be involved in, in the community and and anything that's, you know, in regards to civil rights. And I was like, wow, still, you know, to me, that's kind of like cool because it it kind of holds honor to them, to the family. And she said, well, you know, a lot of it, um, you know, unfortunately, because of the of the George Floyd um, death, we were able to really um, move forward with a lot of things that we felt that were not right that were happening in the community. 
And so they said that um, because of the defending of the police, um, they were able to do a lot more for their community. They, they were able to support their community during hard times, during the pandemic. And, you know, you hear a lot of, a lot of different things about the defending the police. Oh my God, they don't want the police around. They want to completely dismantle it. No, y'all, defend the police is a metaphor. It is a metaphor. And if you don't know what a metaphor is, get with it. Learn about it. Defund the police is a slogan that supports removing funds, removing funds from police department and relocating them to non-policy forms of public safety and community support as a social services use. So it's no secret. Anyone could go and read. It's public records. The police department gets a lot of a lot of funding through the city, like a lot. For what? When things don't get better, when they're out here killing people, when they're out here doing things that they're not supposed to. And this is not all police officers. No, I, I'm not. I'm not talking bad about police officers because I think that the service that they do is it's important. Their job is to keep streets safe, but it's also not their job to um, to do some of the things that they that they should not be doing. And so that's still a whole debatable conversation on what should they actually be doing versus not doing. That's still very, um, still in, in many, in many conversation, but, um, because some of the funding through LAPD was, listen, this, some of the funding of the LAPD was, relocated meaning that not all the funding that they normally get they got they like cut that stuff into half practically and they provided that funding to community support why is that important because let me tell you why that's important because if you provide funding to the community then that eliminates crime within the community. There's still going to be crime. Don't get me wrong. But it eliminates because there are programs out there that's going to help with some of these social issues that are out there. And so the Mendes High School benefited from some of the defunding of the police because those funds were reallocated back to the community and because... Mendes High School, because of the historical name behind the name, it just made sense to give a big majority of the funding to them. And that's why they were able to build a brand new school. That's why they have um, a family center. That's why they have all these, all these services. There is no reason why that community should not be successful. Is it going to happen overnight? No, it's not. Because this is something new. This is something very progressive. Right. And it brings joy to my heart that the Mendes are still doing it, y'all. They're still 
breaking historical grounds. They're still doing the movement. Even even after all these years that they've passed away, they're still doing great work. And I, I love it, you know. And so, as you all can see, I'm a little confused about, about my topic. Um, when you hear people say, defend the police, that's a slogan. It's a metaphor. Read up on it. It doesn't mean removing police officers. It does not mean that. It just means that they don't need all that money for it to just sit there and not do anything with it. Because... They're not community services program. They could be. They could be. But they can't do it alone. And, and I'm kind of glad that that's what they're doing. That they're, um, that they're putting all those programs. That they're putting all that money back into the community. And that's exactly what we need. Um, <laughs> I think that's another research topic. Y'all... I want to let you all go because the more I talk, the more ideas I get and it is driving me nuts. So I'm going to let you all go. Thank you so much. And remember, episodes drop every Monday. Y'all have a good week. Bye.